Why does an onion, a turkey, and a cranberry make me think of torticollis? Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Milrose and today I've taken a quick look at torticollis. There are pros and cons of social media. On one hand, it's a way to connect to friends and family, promote businesses, share medical teachings and see funny cat videos. On the other, it can be a conduit for arguments, misinformation, crazes, and hate. I do not use social media personally. I do review the college Twitter account to look for urgent care relevant pearls of wisdom, but I've managed to avoid creating my own account on any platform. My wife, however, uses Instagram, and she will often show me things that she thinks will make me smile, and one such account is called Wolfgang2242. This account follows a man who adopts senior dogs and other animals from shelters. He started to do this after his beloved dog was hit and killed by a car. He then went to the shelter and simply asked for the oldest dog there and then has made it his mission to try and help as many of these dogs as possible. Older and infirm dogs are not usually adopted because they do not have long left to live and often have concurrent health issues. But watching this man manage his current group of nine dogs, plus one chicken, a cat, a pig, a rabbit and a turkey, demonstrates just how much love and joy these older animals still have to give. He acknowledges that it is a lot of work and that it opens him up to a lot of additional grief but you can tell from watching that these animals relax into their final forever home and just how happy they are to be in a loving pack. And every update certainly brings me an often much-needed pick-me-up. Personally, I love looking out for Onion, a tiny little dog who weighs only three pounds, has a constantly protruding tongue and a penchant for wearing sweaters. But they're all gorgeous. And while some people may take a more pragmatic approach to animals that are no longer required, perhaps arguing that there are humans in the world that need help before animals, seeing the joy an animal can bring to just one person, or in the case of Wolfgang, over one million followers, tells me that animals serve a purpose beyond a job simply on a farm or as food on your plate. In many ways as therapy animals demonstrate when they visit wards and care homes, dogs, cats and all domestic pets are a type of medication. For me, a daily dose of onion is the tonic I need, and I'm so happy that these doggos got another chance. Now you might be thinking, what does this have to do with urgent care? Well, perhaps you're thinking that animals as therapy might be the theme. But I actually was inspired to look into torticollis, because of this Instagram account. But why is that? Well, I mentioned that a turkey was part of the rescue gang. The turkey in question, called Cranberry, was rescued because they had torticollis. 
While a pragmatic farmer would consider this a reason to put the turkey in the pot, the Wolfgang opted on adoption, and it has been amazing to watch this turkey live a full life, with support that includes a special pillow, vitamins and massage. Cranberry has been making good progress, it seems. However, looking at a turkey with an acquired torticollis made me reflect on those that I had seen in urgent care, albeit in humans. My recollections of seeing torticollis are of the acquired form. There are congenital forms that are picked up in the first few months of life and probably warrant discussion with paediatrics, but the type I've seen in urgent care has usually been of a musculoskeletal issue, resulting in acute spasm of predominantly sternocleidomastoid or trapezius, which cricks the neck over into the wry neck position. Analgesia and heat usually resulted in a return to normal posture, and then a physiotherapist takes it from there. But there are some red flags for torticollis, and it is these that I wanted to consider here. So if someone presents to the urgent care clinic with a wry neck, what are the things we need to be thinking about? Well, most wry necks will be an adult or child who have woken up with a neck that wants to be bent to one side. There may be something in the history like sleeping awkwardly on a bus, but if there has been a trauma, then that should pique our ears. Trauma cases need to be managed and investigated like any C-spine injury. The next red flag is illness, especially fever, sore throat and drooling. We must be cautious of a neck space infection, so consulting ENT is needed if a torticollis presents with concurrent throat and infection symptoms. Similarly, ear infections or recent adenoid surgery can lead to Grizzle's syndrome, a relaxation of the ligaments supporting the atlantoaxial joint, which then results in subluxation. This commonly occurs due to infection in and around those ligaments. Now, depending on the degree of atlantoaxial subluxation, there may be neurological symptoms that also flag this particular condition. And this leads me to the next obvious red flag, which is any neurological symptoms or signs, and we need to acutely refer these up to the hospital whilst maintaining control of the C-spine. We must also be aware of medications. Anything that can cause dystonia needs to be screened for. So common drugs that we might see are metoclopramide and antipsychotics like olanzapine. Look out for other features of dystonia as well in the history and examination. And finally, a history of headaches, ataxia, diplopia, etc. should have us consider the possibility of a posterior fossa tumour. So most cases of acquired torticollis that we will see will be acquired due to muscle spasm. But we need to remember to take a full history, perform a full exam, including a neuro exam, to exclude infection, tumours, dystonia or Grizzle's syndrome, and proceed with caution in the presence of trauma. Now the Royal Children's Hospital of Melbourne have a good guideline for kids with acquired torticollis, and they also have a good page on congenital torticollis too. But there's an interesting paper from 2018 in the Paediatric Emergency Care Journal titled Red Flags in Torticollis, an Historical Cohort Study. 
and this was by Stark et al. They found that there were four variables that were strongly and independently related to the severe outcome. Fever, sore throat, headache, and age. As few as two of these variables could lead to a 58% chance of serious illness. So I've linked to all these resources in the show notes, as they're worth reading, but the main take-home message here is to always think of fever, sore throat, headache, neurological symptoms, and trauma when assessing somebody with torticollis. So this week's Urgent Bites review was inspired by a ragtag bunch of elderly animals living out their last days with love and joy and happiness. If you have Instagram, I would highly recommend you check out Wolfgang2242 and do look out for Little Onion. But if you have any comments, questions, suggestions or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.